0: Bob, are you gonna? Are you, sorry, are you gonna tape this? Okay, thank you so much. It's about time for our special guests to enter the room. We have the Appalachia Service Project, fresh uh, from the road. We got home last night at um, five something. So uh, come on down; it's your moment. <laughs> they're still they're still assembling. <clears throat> Uh, <clears throat> well, we got home, as we said last night, about 5.30, got up at 5.10, I think, and um, drove oh, almost uh, 10 hours, 11 hours to get here. And so, um, if you all turn around, one of you at least, we have the theme for this year, which is, uh, it comes from Ephesians 2.10, and you, this is a thumbprint, lest you wonder, It's kind of nice sunset, and then the crosses are there, and then there is the word... Uh, Handiwork created to serve. Handiwork created to serve. I wanted to read the, um, the full uh, uh, verse from Ephesians 2.10, which goes like this. For we are what he has made us, in other words, what God has made us, created in Christ for good works, which God prepared beforehand to be our way of life. To be our way of life. Not just a week, but our way of life. And so, uh, so we are God's creative handiwork in the world and we do our best to serve. And so you're going to hear stories upon stories, I'm sure, <coughs> unrehearsed and fresh from the road on uh, why uh, this week has meant so much to us all and to our faith and God moments. And so I know Ray has more to say right off the bat, so sure. let's go with, with uh
1: First of all, we want to make sure we always, we always want to make sure we thank the congregation. Um, without, without the help of the congregation, in many, many ways, uh, we, this trip wouldn 't be made possible uh, both financially um, and just the support we get the the feeling and the and the appreciation and the fact that you all come out and ask the students and the adults who've gone about the trip to get more information and encourage us every year about going so I first want to thank you all for that. Um, secondly, we traveled from Ambler, Pennsylvania, um, and we left here Saturday only ten minutes late um, we got we well, it took nine minutes to take the photo. We had to pose just right. So we took the photo and we got out of the parking lot and we left. Um, and we got down to Blacksburg on Saturday night and stay over as, our, as is our tradition whenever we can. And we arrived at our center, uh, which is right in Johnson City, Tennessee, the hometown of Appalachia Service Project, uh, where we stayed at the center with uh, three other churches, Church from Indiana. A church from Virginia, uh, right outside the capital, and one from New York. So it was a nice little diversity for us this year. Uh, we had three crews. We've split them up here. They're going to introduce themselves, their project, um, and just tell you a little bit about the family they served, um, you know. And then we'll just share some God moments with you all. Some some amazing things have happened this week. So I'm going to leave it to our incoming seniors to fight amongst themselves as to who's going to introduce it, because I think I literally get all four of you.
2: So, each split of the <laughs> service. There's three
1: of you. It? Right. <laughs> Do you want me to talk? <laughs> You're all going to go into the world and in many years. All
2: right. I guess I'll talk. Uh, Why our incoming senior has lost his voice, so I'm getting. uh I'm getting the short end of the stick. Is this on? Um, so our crew was named. It was Wakame. Is that how you pronounce it? Well, it was Wakame Three. And our project was. We were at a house with. Um, two parents and 11 foster kids, all of whom were from the the unadoptable list, either because of age or special needs or whatever. And we started off the week with one project, which was to build a retaining wall. And by the end, we had built a retaining wall, a terrace, drainage ditches, and two benches. So it was... uh, On my crew was Wyatt, Danny, Jess, Ray and Diane, who I think, you, I think you know Ryan Diane. You might. Right. But, yeah. They're kind, of, they're kind of a big deal around here.
3: All right. Good morning, everybody. My name's Mike. I was on the crew codenamed Coconut Oil. I'll introduce my crew. We have Nick Namira, Katie Harbaugh, Lindsay Schreiber, Brent Steck, Andrew Grafton, and Brian Fink. So the house we were working on was um, occupied by two older um, grandparents by the names of the Walkers, and they have three little grandkids that were often on the site. And so basically what we had to do the entire week was pretty much a demolition and rebuild their bathroom because the floor of the bathroom was slowly caving in, and who knows how long it would have lasted. So throughout the entire week, we would rip up the floor, lay a new foundation, and pretty much do an entire redo of the, the bathroom. So that was our job.
0: <coughs> okay, so now we go back and uh, have special, um, special things that really moved your heart, your faith, your grew, your challenged you, whatever, whatever you have um, been most powerfully moved by. And we would come home every day to dinner and just gush with all these things that happened during the day. So, um, so I know you have them, so don't be too shy now that we're in front of the big moment here to share um, all these things. So, oh, this is the shyest one here.
1: Well, I'll start it off. It's oh. very early. Okay. You may not know this. This is a very early service for some of us. Oh. Hmm. Um, so good morning. Again, I'm Ray Hopkins. Um, a lot, along with all the other people who share, I will first step forward and say my name. That way they know who's speaking um so we had a family it was uh the the family we worked with was originally they had fostered uh, we met them uh, the wamplers they're a very a very dynamic family which worked out well for a very dynamic um, adult crew and, and and group that went in but Risa and richard were the mother and the father and they had actually fostered over their life over a hundred children Um, The 11 that were actually living with them have all started as fosters and were actually all adopted. So they are actually all adopted members of the family. Um, But we got there the first day, um, I think, I'm going to say, I think it took about uh, 60 60 to 90 seconds before the family was ready for us to sit down and talk and get to work. I I think it was pretty quick, Uh, but the family was very open. Uh, but one of the things that struck us, um, and least struck me during the week was, uh, I made, you know, we learned about all these families and their groups of siblings. It's, you know, these two were adopted because mom and dad couldn't care for them. And these three were found because mom and dad, you know, maybe had some other issues or mom wasn't old enough really to care for a child yet. Um, and I said to one of the, one of the, the, the boys, I said, you know, um, yeah, is it true that, you know, your your brother Jamie and and um, Isaac are, are brothers? And he looks at me and goes, uh, what, we're all brothers, what do you mean? And I said, no, no, I mean like, you know, they were brothers. He's like, oh, yeah, 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 but we all just consider ourselves brothers and sisters. We don't really worry about where we were before. So that's a pretty big one. Um, the other thing that really struck for me, uh, I think, was we, I learned pretty quickly in talking with Richard and, uh, or the mom of the family, Risa, that um, they have a family of 13 people. And during a storm a couple weeks ago, uh, lightning had hit their house and taken out their washing machine and their um, stove. So they had 13 people that they were trying to cook um, meals for on a stove, basically, essentially a hot plate. It kind of got hot. So if they left water on there for about 20, 30 minutes, it would boil. So they would do this over and over and over again. So... um, we all talked about how generous you all had been. So the one thing I did want to share was we were able to provide a stove um, that we got delivered so that this family will actually be able to eat a meal um, at one time because they had been basically structuring meals for when people could get there. Um, And one of the cool things about it is they were so excited about this stove. Um, They actually made us biscuits and gravy um, on Friday for lunch. Um, And they were just so excited to share with us um, I think we learned more about that family in, in s- five days than I've learned about my family in 38 years. So it was a really, really great time.
0: And they burnt the biscuits the first time because they hadn't had such a hot stove before. And so we went in the kitchen, there was just smoke billowing out of uh, this beautiful <laughs> white stove we just had had put in. And <clears> they <throat> said, we're, we're, we're sorry, we're not used to the stove working so hot. So we burnt the first set of biscuits but the twenty. 20- some cats they had on the floor were enjoying eating all the burnt biscuits so i suppose we could say we helped out in that way for the animals but um i'll just throw in did you say what the project was okay well it is it's listing it is faint to understanding the depth of the work it was to dig a drainage ditch the literal depth yes this house was like an apartment initially for many i think it was supposed to be for individual apartments it was owned by the father uh, of the father we were working with, his by the grandfather, but it was <clears throat> indescribably um, underfinished. It was uh, it had holes in the siding, so we had three teams working on one house. So there were 21 of us, or 20, 20 of us um, between the three crews. One was from uh, uh, New York, and the and the other was from outside of Washington D.C. And so one was outside doing the sheetrock and putting up new uh, siding they were working with wasps so the wasps were sunken in the siding and they were buzzing in and out making it rather dangerous on a very high ladder to sustain your composure and um, they were cutting siding in the hot sun the other one was inside doing sheetrocking in the the parents bedroom and all of us were using one toilet that was down there I mean with the 21 of us throughout the day so um, they were their house was, was huge but in the back the water would come down the mountain and then hit uh, hit the back of the house and it had rot- rotting away the baseboard of the house and so we were trying and it was erasing also underneath the corner of the house the cement pad it was lying on was slowly being eroded under the house <laughs> so we were supposed to do retaining walls and drainage ditches thus digging down 18 inches into a lot of solid rock and um, clay and so um, I'll let you take it on from there hello I'm oh no done. no no no, we're still in this are we oh, still doing no, we <laughs>
4: Poor Devin. Oh, well, you don't want to do the God moments in the cruise.
0: I see. Okay. Okay.
1: Hi. hello.
3: <laughs> <laughs> I'm Devin, and I'm part of part of Agave Nectar. And one of my God moments was just how welcoming and um, sweet our homeowner Larry was. And especially with a disease where he knows his fate and doesn't look too good, he's still really happy and made sure we felt comfortable and just a part of the family. And there was one point on Friday when he bought nine pizzas for five people um, to enjoy. And it was just a really um, awesome bonding moment. And he's just so sweet. And it was really sad to see him go. But... um,
4: Hi, I'm Janine Yingling. Uh, This was my first time on ASP, and it was a wonderful experience. Um, Like Devin had just said, and Maddie earlier about Larry, and and his brother Robbie lived with him. And they both, I know I can speak for everyone in our crew, that you just bonded with him right away. He just had that way about him that made you feel comfortable, and we just, I don't know, I felt like, you know, it was, was family. Um, we also got to experience a lot of new births uh, from baby chicks. He brought a, an egg out one day, and you could hear He said, hold it up to your ear, y'all. The, um, it's starting to hatch. So you held it up there, and you could hear it pecking on it and, um, uh, you know, wiggling in there. It was, it was nice. There were a lot of animals. Um, but I think the thing that touched me most was getting to know all these kids. Um, they're a fabulous group of young people and um, I will always stay with me. They're my little youngins. <laughs> Thanks.
5: Okay. I'm voice, I was on coconut oil with the three little kids and on like I think like Thursday the one little girl came up to me and said what you're doing I want to do it when I get older so, just hearing, like, I, we weren't even working on her house, but to hear her say, like, she wants to, like, help people just, like, we're helping her family, it touched me. wants to go?
3: All right, hey, Mike again. Um, So my God moment came earlier on in the week And every morning before we get ready to head out to our work site We get a little devotional Um, It consists of a Bible verse, brief explanation about it And maybe a little activity at the end So earlier in the week Brian Fink was giving a devotional to the entire center And he based his devotional around building foundations Like not only for a home but for your faith So we got to the work site that day um, it turned out that what we would be doing is laying a cement foundation for the new bathroom. Um, so we were mixing uh, the cement, waiting for it to dry. So as we poured it in, notice it hadn't dried yet, so we all had the rocks from Brian's activity, and we wrote on it like what we would build our faith on, like a foundation. Um, so we all had our rocks with us that day, and we dug the rocks into the cement that was waiting to dry. So we're all going to be part of this cement foundation for that home now. I think it's like the first time I've ever understood a devotional on my three years of ASP.
5: Okay, so I'm Katie Harbold, and my God moment is similar to Bryn's, because it had a lot to do with the kids at the house. Um, our crew generally left the worksite at around the same time every day, so on the last day, the kids were getting ready to say goodbye. And then they left, and we ended up staying a little bit longer to finish the project. And the kids noticed that we were still there when they were driving by, so they all got out to say goodbye to us one more time. And it just really showed me how much ASP affects these kids and their grandparents and other people. So, yeah. Okay. um, Hi, I'm Danny. Um, So, on our work site, Um, among all the other experiences we had with all the kids and, like, all the bonding experiences we had, um, there were a couple of girls and the one brother named Jamie um, who all, on Tuesday, they got out their coloring stuff, and they were all just sitting on a picnic table and coloring, and they invited us to color with them. Um, And so me and Jess ended up sitting there for a couple hours, probably, throughout the day and throughout the rest of the week just coloring with them. Um, With the one girl, Emma, we would just sing with her and color with her, and it was a great experience to have. And we all just kind of ended up, I don't know, bonding over that, just coloring. And by the end of the week, we ended up um, like giving them new markers and giving them a poster that we were coloring for them. And it was just a great, um, I don't know, just a great experience. And at the end of the week, um, the boy Jamie, who also liked to draw, he drew us a couple pictures and gave us some pictures. And it was just great to see how, uh, I don't know, yeah, here they are. (laughs)
0: You can see them. They're right here. Yep. Yeah. What you told you stole my God moment. So, <clears throat> um, Jamie was a, was a nineteen year old, and all the children in the home where we were were uh, special needs of some sort, and they were homeschooled by their mother. All eleven of them, from and basically from 12, 15, 12 years old to nineteen to twenty, all of them were in that age bracket. So there's almost all teenagers, if you can imagine. The simplicity of their life in some ways and the sadness of it is they had been living in Colorado because they had a chance all to live in a house together and then they got evicted from that place. They came back here and this house was in such bad shape that the neighbors were not initially very gracious to them and they would have people reporting them and reporting their house and all the things that were wrong with it. And, uh, And so the simplicity of the children, because they are all homeschooled, they are very well shielded and protected in some ways from a lot of what goes on in society I mean uh, the boys were 18, 19 and they're still skateboarding and um, enjoying lots of um, I don't know antics that of course boys always enjoy but they they were rather young in some ways Uh, and Jamie who was 19 one of the older guys very soft gentle soul never wore shoes he says I don't like wearing shoes I don't wear them any time and uh, so he came to the picnic and had no shoes on he walks over gravel roads and everything and, uh, but he was always very shy, and he was the cook for the, the biscuits and the gravy. He wants to be a, have a cafe someday, which I just hope can happen. But he was the one who stood while we were leaving. I mean, we're all, it's so hard to leave. You just can't, you know, those of you who've been. And they're all standing in a group, and he's standing off to the corner like this, just looking quietly, and, and he catches my eye. and, and um, So I go up to him, and he says, I made you these pictures. And I, I colored them, and you can see they're very basic um, pictures. But he signed each one of them and gave us these pictures. I could hardly contain myself. I I got uh, full full of tears. Just hugged him and I said, "You're such a sweet man. I just love you." And he says, "I love you too." And uh, well, that was the end of my composure. It was a mess. And so the coloring was pretty essential to all of the boys and the girls. Although the guys on our that worked with me were like the rock busters. They were really he men and. Uh, so, we worked with at least three of the boys in our family all the time on our crew. So, we were not a crew of five or six, we were a crew of, you know, like 10 each time. And they loved to work. And uh, we're very close in this short time. We've gotten up to the point in ASP where you can get Facebook addresses and email addresses. And on the way home, we already got text by one of the older boys who's going to be married soon. He said, Are you home yet? and uh, so the texts were going back and forth and so it's going to be easier to sustain communications now which is great alright I'll stop
2: alright um, I'm Connor as you may or may not remember and one of the moments that really really stuck out for me was on our very last day at the work site I was on the worksite with 11 kids um, we're packing up to go we were the last crew to head out and I am um, from i was I was working up in the up in the dirt with the three boys Riku Isaac, and Eli um, i didn 't really talk to any of the others a whole lot just cause, just because I'm kind of introverted that wasn 't really my thing but one of the one of the other one of the one of the girls came up to me with a list of Facebook names and said, "Get a Facebook, look these up so i I still have that I haven 't created the Facebook yet, but that 's just because I've been home sleeping but um when we, were, when we were packing up, one of the, one of the, the boys, Eli, was he was the, the energetic one. Uh, I'd like to joke that he had two settings, 100 miles an hour and off. Um, and he told me, "I'm really going to miss you guys." And when we were heading out, he gave Wyatt a really big, tight hug and just would not let go. And so Wyatt is stumbling toward the van just dragging Eli behind him. And just how accepted and how loved I felt at that site was was really really touching. And so I was going to stick and you with it.
0: We learned me. how to make a bench.
2: Yeah, we did learn how to make a bench from looking at another bench. <laughs>
0: <laughs> it's amazing, I know. Yeah, we had Looked
2: right at it. Yeah. We had we had a little bench. And Ray looked at it and measured everything and said, make a big bench. So we made a big bench. It's
1: pretty simple instructions.
2: Make a big bench. Yeah. Hi, my name's Nathan. If you heard Ray earlier, he talked about how they got their family a stove. And each of the vans were given an amount of money to either spend on themselves or go and get something for their families. And I remember what we did with the remainder of our money is we bought our homeowner, Larry, a rocking chair. And it was Wednesday, I think we brought it to him, we set it up on his deck and he came out and he was just so excited and surprised. He said he's been talking about it for two days and he really wanted one. And just to see someone so excited over something that many of us just take for granted was a real God moment for me because we often forget that we are very grateful to live where we are and have what we have and sometimes we forget about the others who don't.
1: Uh, one of the other things I just want to say before we, we sort of wrap things up is um, a lot of times in the world, I know, uh, especially when you look at young people, anywhere from you know, younger uh, students to high school and college and young adults, a lot of times people will say you know they're, they're always face buried in their phone or they don't seem to care about things or they feel like the world owes them something. Um, But like the back of our shirt said, we're called to serve. And I I want to just drive home that all the people who went on this trip, adults, but especially the youth, um, one of the big things we're told, and hopefully the message we hear, is that we're sent out to be disciples. We're sent out to serve, and that's the one thing that this project does. Um, It sends us out into the world to understand and to realize um, that a lot of times we're we're sharing the gospel in so many ways. Um, But one of the biggest ways, I think, that's shared all the time is a smile and a validation from somebody else that you've never met before who comes down and tells you that you are a beloved child of God and that no matter where circumstances have landed you, that people will come to where you are and love and accept you just how you are and just where you are. So I just applaud all of you going on this trip. It was a very interesting and hot and difficult week. Projects weren't necessarily what they thought they were, um, and and there was there was some stress, but you all handled it marvelously so i I thank you and again, I thank you all in the congregation for sharing everything you do all year long. so thank you very much
0: where's the other mic?
5: GOOD JOB.